0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sporting 160 EM podcast. We're on episode 162, and unfortunately, in very dire circumstances, uh, like compared to the, today's game. Unfortunately, so probably a bit of a somber one, but yeah, you know, we'll we try to do our best to cheer you all up as much as we can. Uh, before we get into the game, though, let me introduce my co host first. We've got my man, Chris. How are you doing today, man?
1: I am doing great, I am fresh off. Trip to Portugal got to see the Gijil Synth game, so we were going to talk about that game as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And sadly, um, yeah, got to witness what we all witnessed today, which started so promisingly, um, as well. But yeah, yeah, we'll get into it, and uh, yeah, happy to be back after the international break, uh, as well, which kind of ended pretty shittily as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah fact uh, and last but not least first of all before i get into his name actually ran a 5k i believe was it was on saturday or sunday right sunday then? sunday so shout out to the boy danny but yeah and here danny. i am back
2: with the brewskis though <laughs> i'm fuck fitness fuck health no, i'm kidding uh yeah man i'm um I'm, I'm with chris bro i'm not fresh off of portugal unfortunately but uh it's such a promising well looked so promising today i had a nice little 25 dollars on sport thing i thought you know again underdogs i thought you know that start it, it, it looks so promising but we'll get into that but yeah I'm, I'm good uh otherwise
0: yeah good stuff i mean without further ado i'll just i just suppose we'll get into uh, the game uh, let me just see if i can find the tab just give me two seconds cool there we go so it was a, a 4-1 loss unfortunately um the lineup is as followed. Unfortunately, a downing goal. Um, Inacio with his race. um, Saint Just as Gaio Santos Morita Yugate, Trincal Pot Edwards, and then off the bench we had Franco Israel uh, Jose Massa Nazino uh, Sotiris. I think that's how you say it. I've, I've searched it up, and apparently that's how you say it, so I'll, I'll go with that. And Paulinho. Chris, I'll start for you, man. Obviously, the worst result you could have imagined, and obviously the Adan situation as well. Just give me your entire thoughts on the game.
1: Um, well, uh, I, I think that you could just start from the before the game started with the the clusterfuck of the police escort and getting to the stadium late. And yeah, all of that was just idiotic i don't know whose fault it is i'm sure both sides will probably blame each other right sporting will blame marseille and the french french police and the french police will say like oh you didn't do this so who knows if we'll ever actually <clears throat> know the truth um so yeah that was not a good way to start um we actually did end up starting the game pretty well scoring our first chance uh down the field Trinkau, nice shot uh like uh like a really a really good individual effort on that uh, i would say edwards played him through and we were just in behind instantly maybe they were um you know uh, lethargic from like the more vigorous part of their warm up being much longer ago than sportings because obviously mm-hmm. they had less time so they were like kind of uh pushing it more in their warm up as opposed to marseille it was just kind of lingering around and even in the tunnel as well sporting late marseille players a lot lingering in the tunnel so yeah i think they did a lot of standing um more standing than sporting did prior to the game which pr- i think probably hurt them in the first minute but yeah and then pretty much i guess you can say that the the, the there's two major three major events Don is just he, he had multiple turnovers obviously one of them just went directly into the goal Ah, uh, the other goal started with his turnover, and then he doesn't even look like he's ready for the header. Doesn't move. Uh, it doesn't look like he's well positioned. It just—it looks weird, you know. I—you I, can't say that it's his fault necessarily, but I don't think he gave himself the best chances that he could have. Um, and then he gets sent off for uh, the insane handball outside the box. Yeah, and that—that that pretty much the game was already two-one at that point, and we put a basically rookie keeper in hasn't even played senior games yet in the league, let alone the champions league. He's thrown it into a away champions league game. The only thing that would have been made it worse is if there was fans. Right. But it's still on the road. And yeah, he, he comes out on a corner kick shortly after that. doesn't look great either. And then it's three, one, 10 men. I, I kind of knew in that moment that it wasn't, it, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I guess we can talk about like the decisions that Amorim made to like weirdly unload the clip at halftime. Was that surrender? Um, what what do, what do we expect of the goalkeeping situation going forward? Um, for me, at least, Israel was pretty unconvincing. Um, he's gonna obviously, ha- or not? I guess not obviously, but someone other than Adan is gonna have to play the next Champions League game. Um, so do you? Just start him if you're gonna have to start in that game, right? You start him against Santa Clara so he just gets more minutes, right? Because you know you're gonna have to use him. Do you go Andre Paulo? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think Andre Paulo has probably very few senior minutes under his belt in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, it's just not really a good situation at goalkeeper, situation at center back's not really ideal either. Um, as guy who honestly, I thought he had another shocker um the midfield performances were, were under underwhelming but like it, it's tough to really say anyone like was so bad or so good or like stood out really noticeably um after in the in the, in the second or the, the last 70 minutes of the game the first 20 minutes of the game there were some action. so Tyrus had one we created like one chance earlier in the in the second half that was a nice play but it's tough to evaluate, you know, that the, the second half performance because they're just so up against it. Maybe if that's even if that Sotira shot goes in and we make it three two, I don't, I, I we really just didn't have anything going forward. We didn't have the ability to, to really get anything going forward and just what wasn't happening.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Danny, what were your overall thoughts of the game?
2: Yeah, um, not too different from Chris, you know, and and from everybody else. I've been saying this about Adan. um, So not that I'm happy to see it happening, but like that was a horrible performance. As far as horrible goes, 2.3 is is being kind to Adan, maybe because like Christian said, he had that one big save. I mean, Israel's a 3.4 and he, you know, at least he didn't get a red. Like Adan's a 2.3 for goal point. That's less to me um the like like chris like chris said the first i mean the first goal is all his fault like what does he not does he not see alexis sanchez in front of him like I, I i don't understand the reasoning there um he could have played it to the to rage if i'm not mistaken was kind of wide open um but no he decides to shoot it he was right at, so it was like just so slow it was just so
1: slow it was like he's in, in home, motion. Yeah. yeah
2: exactly exactly uh the second goal like christian said like i felt like he thought the net was – I thought. I think he thought he was closer to the near post than he was because he left that side completely wide open. And then, I mean, the third goal is Israel's fault in a way because I don't know what the hell he's doing co- coming out of the corner like that, but I'm still putting the blame on Adan. Um, one, Nelson, Nelson – uh, not Nelson Smith, what's his name? Nelson Tavarish, um comes out for a header who's being disputed who's, – who's being challenged, I think, with – Ishgayu, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Saint Juice, maybe was this
0: guy? Yeah, it was this guy? Was
2: that guy? Okay. Adan one N- doesn't Nuno need. Tavares, to... by the way. <laughs> Nuno Nuno Tavares. What did I say? Ruben. Nelson. Nelson. It's been a day. Nuno <laughs> Tavares. Nuno Tavares. He he comes out. So he's 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 fighting with the header with with Yishgayu. Is Nuno Tavares taller than Ishgayu? for sure? But he's going for a header. Why one? Why is Adan coming out that much? Two. I've seen Adan. Lose off of chips in the box all the time, and he's not rushing out. So why is he rushing out now? To me, I felt like Adan had lost his head the moment he gave that ball up to Lexi Sanchez because then it was just continual downhill. So that's another thing needs to get sorted for an experienced keeper like Adan to lose his head that quickly. It was only one one, you know. Okay, one mistake, one one. We're still in this game. We were proving we were pretty much the better team. We're away, but are we really away? Like aside from sporting corporate and a few other French uh, French fans there. Not a lot of fans there to intimidate the team. Uh, does that justify, you know, everybody's always talking about his experience. experience was lacking today. Um, makes me really miss Luis Maximiliano. I know he's barely getting burned at Lazio, but really miss making me miss him. Um, and like 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 Christian was saying, the next game, who are we playing? Are we playing Israel? Are we playing Adepalu? Are we playing Kalai or whatever his name is? Um it's 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 shaky times going forward, and our next game, if I'm not mistaken, is in London, correct? Against Tottenham.
0: No, I think it's against them. Oh, right,
2: right, right, right. We still need to face them at home. Right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So yeah, so I mean, and, and Marseille is a good team as as we've seen today, but as we've seen along the French the French league, they have players. You know, they have Sanchez, they have they have Nuno Tavaj, they have Eric Bailly now, they have Mbemba from Port from Porto do you know, as well who scored. Who scored. Yeah, they have Gwenduzi from Arsenal, uh Vertu who played in, in Roma. Paulo Lopez was actually looking like an experienced Spanish goalkeeper, unlike the kid that we have in that today. Um, I'm lost for words, and then yeah, I guess he just he uh, I hope I hope uh I know you guys were just saying maybe it was just to protect the player. I, I hope it's not subbing off St. Juice because of an injury. I thought Marta did okay. I thought Mar- we'll talk about Marta in, in Gil Vicent, but I thought Marta did okay. But I hope it's not because he's injured. Sotiris, I like Sotiris, but a little too late. Um, I would love to see Sotiris start an- another game, but I mean, we'll wait to see. Trinkalung, I thought was about to, was bound to have a, an amazing game, um, but you know, of course, when it's down to ten players, it's tough for creativity to shine. And uh, and Sa- and last thing I'll say is, and I think Sam said it just before we got on. If Pot scores that one on one and on like the eighth minute, uh, and it's two nothing. Maybe we have a different game that didn't go in and the other side of the ball or the other side of the field That Don did what he did. So here we are. But we're still top of the group. Tottenham lost me money, but I've never been so happy to lose money to Tottenham because of Bozo's Tide. So we're still top of the group. So it's not doom and gloom just yet. Um, but we do now lose most of our goal difference. We had five goals. Now we have, we had five goals scored, zero against. Now we have four uh scored in six or sorry six scored four against so that does hurt us a bit but uh we move we need a result at home now and um we need a especially now we need to bounce back in the league because i don't want another slip up there and that's the other thing that i'm really worried about
0: yeah fair enough i'm not gonna repeat too much of what you guys are saying but um yeah dan like he, he trended worldwide not for a good reason bbc sport like, all these famous, like, Twitter pages and newspapers were, were covering this, saying it's the, he got sent off in 30 minutes. So, he gave away two goals, got sent off in 30 minutes, which is, like, one. 20, bro. 20. Was it 20? Oh, 20 minutes. More than. like
1: 20, maybe like 22, but, yeah, before 30. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just, like, it is so bad. And it's always us that has this type of performance. Like, I know Diogo Costa against Liverpool had, had a pretty bad performance, but he didn't get sent off, I believe. He just did six. But, like, Adan, like, that's an embarrassing performance. Like you said, Danny, yeah. a player of experience, player of leadership. And you could say the warm-up affected it, but how, we've been on it so many times saying that Adan's distribution is awful. He's a good shortstopper on his day, but his distribution, like even against Frankfurt and Spurs, there were so many times he lost the ball, but they just weren't good enough to uh, to counter and, and get the finish. But like, he's been so bad and he's had the, sort of the, the warning lights on him for, for quite a while. And now it's, it's shown, especially on a stage like this, like two point three and a, like two goals in a red card. I know you said you can sort of um, take the blame between the second goal between a few people, but mate, Adan gives the ball away at the end of the day. Gives it straight yeah. straight to Bindausi, and like you said, he doesn't even die for the ball. I know obviously it was a great cross and a great header, and I believe it was uh, either Nassio or Saint Just Man that he should have you know, tracked the run. But like, Adan just stands there. It doesn't even like like if you were to dive and it goes in. Like um, obviously it's still his fault, but like you okay, he made the effort. But like I still think that was a savable shot. If he had just stuck a hand out, stuck a foot out, or something. But if like... he's in the right position,
2: I think he can get that easily. It's not like a powerful header. I just feel like he's too much to the other post and not enough to the near post. Like I, yeah. I felt like he left like such a huge gap where he didn't need
1: to. Instead of yeah. being in the middle of the net, he was elsewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and did even...
1: he think? He, did he watch it because he thought he was going wide? You know.
2: I don't know. He didn't even die. You know? I look at that, and I look at that play, and I'm like, "But where else could you think maybe this header is coming from?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, is he trying to like, I, like? I don't see another another reason. Or is for he just flat footed? Or is he just flat
1: footed? Maybe that. Not he... Maybe I, think I just I think, think that, yeah.
2: I. I think he's either flat footed, but more more so, I think that he he thinks he's closer to the near post than he actually is. I think he yeah. just catches himself out of position.
0: Yeah, it, but like, yeah that that was awful but then obviously the sending off one if you watch the replay the ball is already sort of bouncing towards you know here's the thing it's so weird right you can Mm -hmm. see
1: that he's like trying to time it and he's like okay okay i'm waiting at the edge of the box and now i'm gonna go but when he decides to go is like right when the players are clashing so it's like don't you want to see them clash first and then react because maybe you have to run to the right side it's like he's like clearly trying to time it and he still gets it so wrong it's crazy yeah
0: yeah, and it's, it's like if, if he stays in there and like – as I saw people blame Ezgai for it. I really don't think it's his fault. No. He's not – he literally he either tries to head it that way or like he gets one by He's done enough to stop
1: the player. He's done yeah, enough because yeah. like the, they kind of just tumble into each other and fall down. That's the other thing. It's like does it not even need to slap the ball or, or can he just kind of accept that it's going over his head and try to turn and get to it? Because Ezgai was probably not going to get there first because he's going to the ground. But the other – the I don't remember exactly if the Marseille player was going to ground with him or not, but, like, I don't know. He, he, if he was landing on his feet, he was going to be off balance as well. So, I don't know, man. I, I'll i have to watch it back to see, like, the angle of the trajectory of the ball. Like, was it going to go, sh- like, roll straight towards the net or was it going to be, like, off to the side more? I'm not even sure that he needs to, to stick his hand out like that. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just catastrophic, bro. Because, like yeah, – yeah. When you do that, you are accepting it's a straight red, like auto red. Like, was it worth it in that scenario? Like, we talked about it with the Poro situation. Like, you're already down 2 1. Is it worth it to do that? Like, I don't even know if it's like maybe if it's like it's 1 1 in the 87th minute. You know, that's a situation where maybe it is worth it just to see if you can just hang on to a point, but not the case here. (laughs) Already losing. 20th minute. I don't know, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I can't understand it. The only thing I can sort of see that the handball maybe it was like muscle memory or just a reflex because obviously he's a goalkeeper. That is his reflex probably just you know try and save mm-hmm. it or if he thought he was in the box or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, if he thinks he's in the box, it's like, bro, you don't, you he's like your court, your Yeah, he has no idea where he is at any point during the game. There,
2: yeah, there's football players that know like their what do you call it like field awareness, court awareness. And they're yeah. running like not noting anything, just trying to catch a ball and then planting their feet. You're telling me as a goalkeeper, you don't know whether you're in your 18 yard box or not? Like, come on, man. Come on.
0: Yeah. And yeah, people will blame the practice, but like, or like the warm up. But as a keeper of his, was 35, 34, let's be honest, he should know like what the basics are. And that's yep. what he failed at today was the basics. It wasn't like a scream of top, 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 uh, top beans or, or anything like that coming out for a cross. Cause you know, I know sometimes keepers do struggle with that. But, like, this was just pure what you're taught, like, when you were young. Like, obviously, don't handball the ball outside the area, especially if it's uh, still 1-1 and, and and stuff like that. Oh, sorry, 2-1. Um, we still got a chance. But I, I think the biggest mistake, obviously, Adan's one is there. I think the biggest mistake was taking Edwards off when we needed someone. I was
1: honestly sad to see that because... I mean, here's the thing. I think that Amori has a trinko over Edwards' favoritism, right? I mm-hmm. personally think that. He scored the goal, so it's like he's got an excuse to do it, too. You know, we can't even, like, it's like, oh, he's, we got to stick with the hot foot. But it's like, I don't know. Edwards is just our most creative player, our most consistently dangerous player, bro. Like, they'll both try to, I mean, it's like, they'll both maybe, in being an isolated situation, try to carve up three guys and get an individual chance, and, we're chasing the game like we kinda need that. Like we're really only gonna have like one, two, three more chances this whole game. And like we kinda maybe need someone who can create their own shot by beating a couple players. And it's like, I still think I take Edwards. Um, yeah. I think Trincal kind of loses the ball more dribbling than Edwards does.
2: And at the time it was only two-one. Like we could have easily snatched something. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: Guys. But I, I don't think Trinkal, I think it should have been Petro because he missed that yeah. one-on-one that was so obviously Literally just put it anywhere and he put it straight at the keeper. And he'd bring him off for a 45 minutes anyway. So it's like, you obviously plan to bring him off. So why not keep Edwards on, who is our best creative player and best forward? Because he is our best forward at the moment. Then bring off bring off Edwards and now we're out with a striker. We've got Trincao, fair enough, is a good player. But Pedro González didn't... Obviously, I know we're a man down, but he was bad from when we were winning. Like, he didn't do anything. Edwards got the assist as well, which was a great pass, by the way. Which proves that he's creative, but he was like, "Now let me take off Edwards, like take off Pedro Gonzalez. If you like, maybe take off a center back." He also had a magical
1: dribble too, like on the left side. He kind of snuck in behind and he 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 beat like one or two players. Yeah, because this all happened in the first ten minutes yeah. when things were positive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and if you look at goal point, he was our best player, Mm 5.9. Obviously, stats on everything, but he just was our best player. He had the most chances. I know Trinkov scored, but Edward had a lot of chances. He had the assist. But, like, yeah, maybe bring off a centre-back and play four at the back and maybe it may all like bring Nuno Santos off and move Matheus Rice to left back. Something like that. Don't take away our best attacker player. I know it's sort of in the moment you have to think, okay, what am I going to do? But like that was that was where the game ended for me. I was like, there's there's no chance. Even when you bring Paulinho one, as much as I love Paulinho, I mean, five point four was that the third best player on the team. There's no chance when we've got no creative players. It's just Paulinho, and I, I do like uh, Sotiris, but like I mean, he wasn't there to change his game. And Trinkal was was I think um done by that point as well. Which to be fair, man, I'm not saying like I wasn't expecting miracles, but. Even the substitutions, Nazinho, like Rochinha and Fatawu were there, like to try and if you're gonna try and like do the give people minutes, then I don't think maybe Nazinho needs them. Or even Paulinho will bring on uh, Fatawu because he's fast and we've seen he's great against Porto and he scored. But like he I just feel like every single decision Amory made like was, was just wrong. Obviously And he used
1: all the subs at, at at half, not even save one, you know? It's like didn't the yeah. Zingo really it didn't even it's like <laughs> didn't even make sense.
0: Yeah, like this, yeah, and like I can, I understood the master one actually, I'll take that back because Saint just is injury prone. He, like yeah. he, he's only back he does his first game back. Like Danny said, he might have been injured. We don't know, but he also is on oh. a yellow card as well. So it's we don't want to play nine men. So so yeah. I, and I you're think... trying
1: to get Marca more and more enraclimated now. He's kind of finally getting the chance to actually prove himself, and mm-hmm. I think doing pretty well. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it's but, a good opportunity yeah. to get in minutes. Same with Sotiris. It's just like yeah, I guess it's kind of just like a punt at that point. Let's just get some minutes for for some guys, but. Why, Rochinha, yeah. Rochinha yeah. was Fatawu. Like, why? I guess Fatawa didn't make the cut. So, Tawu, yeah. like, uh, is Fatawa like ninth on the depth chart right now?
0: If, if Especially if Jovan
2: comes back, if uh, his walk to Fatima really works, maybe <laughs> he is ninth. It's,
1: he's yeah. definitely not high in the pecking order because, like, let's be real, we don't have much depth. At many of these positions, if someone was really popping, like they they would play. I feel like you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I just, I just looked at the bench. There's another one is uh, Arthur Gomez who was who scored against Tottenham and definitely needs more. I would say definitely need more minutes than Paulinho does. Paul Paulinho, I don't think should have came on. I think it should have been either Fatou or Artigomez to to give some pace up front. As much as I love Paulinho, like there's there's no point putting him in a match where you've literally got no help and no one's gonna assist you the ball. But like, yeah, I think uh, Amarim should take some responsibility. I think Adan should take most of it. Don't get me wrong, but um, Amarim sort of, I mean, he, he shut the bed really with the subs he made. And I, I think obviously injuries haven't been kind to us the last last pretty much this whole season so far. But, um, yeah, the decision to take off was, for me was, was absolutely baffling. And I don't know if, if it came up on your, your highlights Montani. but, Chris, did you see where guy arguably should have been sent off at the, the end of the first half with that uh, sort of push push around at the end?
1: Yep. Yes, yes. He actually tra- was trying to draw a red card, but the uh, re- initial foul that got him his yellow card was actually very fairly ridiculous. Uh, very hard foul um in Portugal I could see them looking at the VAR going red obviously as we can talk about later that you could see them looking at the VAR and literally doing anything so that doesn't mean anything but yeah I mean that was a ridiculous tackle he's coming in he's late he's just clearly just trying to truck him he doesn't care if the ball's there or not it wasn't yeah and he just he just fucking just, just kicked the shit out of him
2: and that's the thing, that was, one, that's the captain at the time, <laughs> but two, like, yeah. we just lost our head, like, uh, uh, we can, like, as, and that deserves all the criticism, but then the fact that the rest of the players also lose their head, that's why I, maybe I, I don't, I, I'm not as harsh down Moody for all the substitutions for calling it in at halftime, because I think he looked at this team and realized there's no chance, fuck it, let's give these kids a chance, try not to concede a, another one, just just so we can keep our goal difference. With Paulinho, I'm with you, Sam. I think I think maybe, like, Artur or Fatawu or Rashinga, or somebody just to at least keep pace up there. Because Paulinho <laughs> by himself, what is he going to do? Um, unless it was just to cause fear so that their teeth would fall. But, um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. The, the substitutions, like, the reason he made them, well, in my eyes anyway, was to keep everyone fit for either... And yeah. Santa Clara, or stop people for on yellows getting red so they miss um, yeah. the return leg at Marseille, which I understood, but just the selection. But mainly that Edwards one really annoyed me. I think it annoyed Edwards. Yeah. He saw him coming off. He was was I, not happy. I'm with
2: you there. The Edwards, I agree, but the the halftime subs. I think he's just calling it in because he yeah. realizes team lost their head as well.
0: Yeah, and another thing before I'll go into the Twitter questions. It is it. Look, if you look at this team, you look at the game. There is not a single leader in that team and i mean even when adam was there there's no yeah. i know he was the captain but like there is no captain like if Quartz was there maybe he doesn't go to go to four maybe it does or like luis neto even back in the days jopa and toons even if they're there they they were leaders because they're experienced and this mm-hmm. is the issue with having such a young team there's no the closest thing you leaders. could
1: arguably say is, is maybe Nuno santos yeah that's yeah. really about it
0: yeah and even he was was uh quiet which is definitely like sort of against his personality but like yeah there was literally no no leadership there even the all I heard because obviously it was a, a closed stadium I heard Marseille's manager screaming 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 I, I genuinely did not hear Amarim screaming in Italian time. the
1: whole time screaming in fucking Italian the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know about you guys I did not hear um I, single team. I only
1: heard mooding but the camera
2: was on him once we got the red he was saying Murita in the middle. No, he was saying you on the left, which I think was to Yeah, I did hear him. Murita say that. in the
1: middle, bot on the right, or some shit like that. Yeah. And also you could hear him talking to marcia once or twice.
2: Yes. Well that I didn't hear. That I didn't hear on the on the sorry.
1: But yeah. That's um all yeah. Heard. Yeah, that's about it. But yeah, he wasn't he's not he doesn't say much, I guess. Or he's just quiet. Yeah. And you can <laughs> hear the sporting corporate chants uh every (laughs) couple every little bit they came in strong to start the game and they probably had like four or five moments where they were loud and the marseille fans probably had like two or three moments where they were loud um so i think we were probably louder but i also probably think we probably have more people there um than them but whatever
0: (laughs) But no, I think I think maybe we should look to going into sort of free agent market, seeing someone, if there's like an experienced player, because really what we need is a, is a winner. And that's another thing. I don't think we really have that winning mentality. And obviously with um, Spurs drawing, now we're still in first place. And what worries me is that it's in our hands. And this is where the big teams prove to be big teams or they crumble. And at the moment, the way Sporting are playing, even in the league um, against Bavista and, and Sharps and even Porto and now this game, we don't look like a team who can like snatch, snatch a, a, a victory or even snatch like the the top seed. Even when we were about to, to win the league, I remember saying like because we were what five points in in twenty twenty one, everyone was like, oh, you've pretty much won the league. I was like, no, it's Sporting. Like we've not won anything until like the, it's it's been confirmed. And I've, I feel that coming back. And whereas I sort of I didn't lose completely, but with Amrim's first season, the second season. You know there was there was sort of hope and there was leadership and at the moment I don't see any of that. Obviously Kawata's injury and Poro injury. I think Porro's is another leader actually, which is um, I forgot to mention as well. But like when those guys aren't there, we need someone, even if it's someone from the bench, like like Antunes was or Jaapera was. I know obviously Jaapera as a coach, but I'm sure there's a guy who's a free agent or looking to move who is, is fine with playing bench minutes or getting zero minutes just to be that leader who's looking to sort of go further in their coaching career or something like that. Just someone who needs to come in and mentor these young guys, like especially our defense at the moment. Like me, yeah, we need handle. someone
1: like Brian Ruiz, yeah. Aquilani, like someone like that, anybody yeah. really, you know,
0: we need like another Luis Neto. Or, like, like I said, another Jean Pereira, someone who's literally, he's, he's been there with sporting, even if it's someone like, who, who's Spanish or, or Portuguese? Someone who sort of understands the language Brazilian comes in. Okay, this is what we need to do. This is this is how I did it. This is how. I or, went to
1: it. or other guys need to step up. Like yeah, I was gonna uh, say Saint Jude. Like Juice. You, Ugarth, uh, Inacio, um, I, I'm saying Saint Juice.
2: Saint Juice comes from. I thought Saint Jude was gonna come and be another leader. To be honest, okay, maybe he doesn't speak Portuguese, but most of the team must speak English, especially now that we have Murita, we have Edwards, we have um maybe that's it actually let's be called fatal speaks English, speak English as yes you know now you know at least be another leader there because he it's not like he doesn't come with a, a lot of experience he has Bundesliga experience he has Feyenoord mm. uh uh experience. he's experience among
1: the, old, the older one he's a 27 he's among the older right? one
2: it, exactly it, yeah. international experience. I was expecting a bit more of leadership from St. Just as well. Maybe it's tough because he's new and he hasn't been playing as often. And we don't know what's behind the scenes, of course, but at least on the field, he hasn't, he showed me a bit, but not, not enough, especially not today.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with you both in terms that someone needs to step up, but it's also a lot of these players like this is in Asia's what third competitive season. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't followed S- Sotir's career. I know he's young, but like, these guys are all still around. I think we've got the average of what 25, 26. Like, they I think...
2: played in Barcelona, one of the big, like the biggest club in the world for mo- in most people's eyes, you know. So that's yeah. another one too that should step up.
0: But just someone like I don't, I'm trying to think of someone that comes to mind, but I really can't. But like, just someone who's won a lot of competitions and you know has that international experience, just come in and just be like, okay, like yeah. this is what we need, but yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, I'll go on to the Twitter questions now because they're all based uh, on this game. Um, Nuna Gabriel asks: Do we uh, bench Punisher Dan for today's disastrous performance, or do we stick with him since he's given us so much? Danny, I'll start off with you. What do you think?
2: Um, sorry, I just a side note quickly. I, I, since you mentioned that, I went on on, uh, mm-hmm. on transfer market to see who the who free agents are, and uh, let me just say, there's Mangala out there who could fill in that role and a defender that we need. There's Edgar Lee, who played in Lila, if I'm not mistaken, came from our academy. He's only like yeah,
0: isn't he? Or 28, like 28. Mm-hmm.
2: Santiago Arias, who played for Sporting, is apparently a free agent still. I thought he went to a team. <laughs> La <Biad. laughs> um, but anyways, it's not for a lack of no names out there. Of course, these some of these players are a bit older, but mm-hmm. it's... Uh, yeah to your point there are they are still available these leaderships now should we uh, the only problem with Adan now should we punish him I don't think so because if his confidence is affected or should we affect it anymore um and is, we all is, saw Franco Israel today he's clearly exactly. not ready is, is Israel like good enough in the headlights is, is Andre <laughs> babu good enough like no so no we shouldn't bench Adan unless. Unless Porto wants to play in that because, you know, he had that great save <laughs> uh, against Porto. But,
1: yeah. If we ever have a player in goal situation because of, like, no subs, uh, do you think it'll, it would actually be Poro? You know what? I, I, well,
2: what was, I think it was on the pod, on the AADN podcast. Somebody was talking about Braganza being sick in that. Or maybe there was also a backstage where he was in net or something. But I can't remember who it was. But somebody mentioned Bregasso was sick in that. So, hey, if his knee is decent enough to be mobile,
1: throw
0: <laughs> that guy in that. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what about you? Do you think yeah, he should be, be punished and benched or or not?
1: No, I mean, I honestly just think we have to keep riding with him at least until the end of the season because there's just little else. Or unless Israel... <laughs> see some massive improvement. But the thing is, when you're the backup for the first team, you're not really, you're not going and getting B team minutes. So he's just not getting any minutes at all right now. He's just yeah. sitting there. Um, so it's a big ask anyways, because he's he never even really, he never played for the event his first team. Um, He's 22. So he's not like, uh, like fresh off the, you know, fresh into the, the, the game, but like, he's also has no experience, but I mean, can't handle a corner kick. I mean, it's, it, it, obviously, no, no warm up and, and and ice cold off the bench unexpectedly. But yeah, I mean, he didn't really look like he was ready for the moment.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with, with both you said. Um, last one from Juicebox the Owl. It's all the same question, but do you think ourim? Has the sort of the balls to to bench Dan? He he says, uh, does anyone have the balls to bench Dan? I think he's shown how much of a liability is time for him to go, for better or worse, in my opinion. Uh, Chris, I'll give this one to you. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, for those of who've been watching us, uh, I don't think anyone here has really been a particularly big a Don fan for at least like a year now. A season, yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. You know, maybe rolling over into last season. He's had he's had his shockers, right? And to be fair, when he started with us, we were very unconvinced about his feet. And then he got better, and now he's and then he's been over the last like you know eight months. It's gotten it's gotten worse again. Um, he remember he had the one that went under his foot and rolled into the goal. Um, mm-hmm. He's had plenty of you know passes that have led to chances, turning it over in our third. Um, yeah, it's been it's been sketchy uh, for for a while now, and we've been unconvinced and and yeah, I guess it's not really surprising to be honest, to see it get to this point. Now, hopefully this is the, not the beginning of a series of continued things just that make it continually terribly. Hopefully this is the basement and it doesn't get worse from here for our sake, at least because otherwise we're going to end the season with a 16 year old in goal named (laughs) Diego, Diego (laughs) Kalai.
2: Can I can I just quickly say I, don't, I also don't think it's a lack of balls that Mourinho would have in terms of benching him. I think it's more of just having the sense that there's nobody else better than him. Because we've seen Amuri doesn't give a fuck about you know Slimani doesn't doesn't give a fuck about Ronaldo. So I don't think it's necessarily a, uh, allegedly. Of course, I don't want their you know, I mean, accounts to attack us. But. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't think it's a it's a lack of having the balls to bench him. It's just there's nobody better, so he, he just has more sense than to than to bench him.
0: Yeah, I think it it will like I mean obviously I don't know him personally, but I've, that will probably destroy Dan's confidence even more. Like if, if he does get dropped, but like yeah. at the end of the day, the way I see it, well the way some people see it, I'm gonna say I see it, but like the league title is pretty much done right now. It's the the Champions League qualification is the goal. Um, is there a time in the season where if that's too far unattainable, we put Kalai in, or we put Israel in and start thinking about the future? That is like the only way I can see him being dropped. But like, um, Adan definitely obviously was at fault for the, the goals and like a lot of people have been giving criticism, which is of course fair. But like, I don't mean like Instagram comments and DMs thing. Like yes. uh, we said it before, we, we don't like seeing that stuff. Fair enough. If you want to tweet on your own account, like you ha we'll have our own opinions but don't go attack the man on his instagram i'm sure he knows he, he had a, he had a bad game but um yeah i mean at the end of the day like you said we've got we've got three games to sort of keep this this first place i'll ask you guys now do you think we're staying at first place or do you think we, we're going to drop out or even drop out of first and second uh danny i'll start with you what do you think
2: um, just quickly, I want to say that's a good point because Amuding did do that with starting Franco. If things get too far, he did do that with Luigi Max and and just made Fernan, I think it was, disappear yeah. off the face of the map. So that is a possibility. That's a good point. I haven't I didn't think about that. I personally think, I think we're still good for second. I still think we get we beat Marseille at home even with Franco and that. I think we could get a result at in London, even if we lose. I think we can get a result against Frankfurt. I think that'll be enough for second. Uh, but I, I so, but I don't see us finishing first. I don't, I don't see us not finishing third either. I'm not, I'm okay with the Europa League. By the way, I'm not, I'm not, you know, totally up in arms if we get Europa League. It'll be a bit disappointing because of how we started, but I, I still think second we're good. This is a, this is a minor hiccup. This is a, not a minor hiccup. This is a, a blunder, you know, but I I still think we're good for second. We're still in first right now, so.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Chris, what about you?
1: Um, yeah, obviously with six points, we're not guaranteed anything. You would think that if we got nine points, we most likely would have Europa League locked up. Um, This group is tight. It is tight. Um, I, in theory, the hardest game, Tottenham away, is still to be played out of the six games. Um, but the two, group, the two more accessible games are home games. So we, we have two home games left as opposed to Marseille only has one home game left. Um, so that's playing to our advantage. Um, I think we have all that it takes to advance. And all things considered... We're still in a good position um, with six points in, and in first place. But uh, obviously nothing is guaranteed. Uh, if you want to recall the Champions League campaign in, I believe, 2015-16, where we lost by one goal to Real Madrid and Dortmund. And then on the final day, all we had to do was beat Leggy at Warsaw to guarantee Europa League. And we, we were unable to get it done. And we crashed out all together, so it's like we played so good in so many games, and it all went to waste. Um, yeah, I think that you know, I think that we have all the that it takes to to get there. I think if we crash out all together, it's a uh, a massive failure. To be yeah. honest, yeah.
0: Yeah, at the moment, I see. I think we're still good for first, just because I know Tottenham game is is probably like you said the most difficult one, but like. With Marseille, I think the players hopefully will be itching to get one back, uh, especially because there was definitely a fiery element to the game in terms of tackles and and sort of pushing and shoving and all that stuff. So I reckon it's going to be a very good rematch we're going to see. The Spurs one, like I said, away is going to be difficult. Spurs at home are are very good. Um, So I I definitely think that's the the toughest game. And then Frankfurt, I mean, they they beat Marseille, but they lost to us and they drew to Tottenham. They still got to play Tottenham again. So let's say if Tottenham do beat them.
1: Let's be honest. We beat them. And I think the result on paper was a bit more exaggerated. Like we didn't go yeah. there and, and hammer them. The the, the the game flowed well for us and we took our chances and we scored quick two goals back to back. But yeah, on another game and on another result, you could play another day, you could play that exact same game out and we lose three one. you know. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think that there were shoe ins to beat them, but um, we'll have the advantage uh, playing at home for sure.
0: Yeah, and the only sort of thing that worries me now is that Marseille have finally got points on, the, like the three points on the board. Um, because obviously they lost to Tottenham due to a man down. Um, did they
1: draw to Frankfurt? They no, to they Frankfurt? Lost well. no, they lost as well.
0: Okay, yeah, they, they lost to Frankfurt as well. So now they've got points on the board. Now they're going to be looking to, um, to, to get revenge and sort of, you know, get back on track. Um, and to be fair, a really bad, I think it was a, a, a sort of unjust red card at Spurs as well, which I think was very unfair to them. But I think it would have been a, a draw if if I didn't get that red card anyway. Um, but yeah, I think as as long as as if we beat Marseille next week, then I'm saying yeah, first definitely. At the moment, I'll say fifty. They 50
1: haven't lost for 15. the league either. I think that they're in second place and they haven't they haven't lost any league games yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, they they're definitely no sort of pushover, and the way I see it, if if we manage to beat them at home, then good. If anything other than a win, I think Marseille definitely worries me a lot more, even if it's a draw, because Spurs will be playing Frankfurt, that they could leapfrog us, and then or if they get another draw, then Frankfurt still have the opportunity. Like you said, it's a very wide open group at the moment, and even I think third is is a letdown and quite bad, just because the way we started. And it's sort of the way I see it is like I said, it's our own destiny. What happens if we have it in our hands, like we do now, we have first place in our hands, and we fumble it, then it looks much worse on us than it does, you know. The other team's playing good, so yeah. For me, for me, hopefully, we can keep first, and obviously, we might get um, an easy second round. or easy is easy, the wrong word. Um, a, a Beat a, beat, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Basically, we'll get an easier team Decent, than if, yeah. if we finish there we go. Yeah, we yeah. finish finish first rather than second. Cause like it could happen last year we get a Man City or a buy-in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess you have to in order to go through and win the competition, you've got to beat the big team somehow. So uh, yeah. But um I don't think there's any anything else to say about this game unless you guys got anything. I'm good. Cool uh we'll move on to a better game uh the one we actually won this oh, last week shall i say and that was against your let me just get the tab up for you now cool it was a, a 3-1 victory and i will just zoom in so everyone can see that properly so uh in goal it was adan uh Inacio, Marcia, Matheus Reis, Nuno Santos, Esgayo replacing an uh, injured Paro and Master replacing an injured St. Just and Coates. Ugarte, uh, Morita, Pedro Gonzalez, Trincao and Paulinho. Yeah, 3 1 win, goals from Morita and assist from Morita, um, and a goal from Pedro Gonzalez and a goal from Roxinha off the bench. St. Just came on back from injury, uh, getting a little burned. Sotiris came on as well, and so did Edwards. Daniel, I'll start with you. What were your overall thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, I thought we played. Uh, I thought we played well. I was a bit worried because, um, you know, coming off of the international break and and our last result was the Bovista one. Um, I was a bit worried about this game, but a good game. I thought we all played well. Uh, Paulinho actually got it getting a goal, but he was a little offside, which kind of annoyed me. But fair enough, at least he buried it. It was it was it would have been a decent goal. I think we also scored another offside goal, but I forget who it was. Um, but anyway, it's not important. Um, Murita, Murita did, uh, I thought he played very well. Um, uh, and pot, I mean, that, that pot second goal was, was sensational, right? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I can't really remember much else from this game. I thought it was a good game. I thought Marta played well. Um, yeah, Rohingya came in with a goal. It was a good game for us. I, I, I definitely I definitely enjoyed seeing Murita finally. I talk a lot of shit about him. Definitely enjoyed seeing Murita and uh, and Pot as well, Pot's
0: scored a great goal. Yeah, that's pretty much hitting on the head. Uh, Chris, what were your overall thoughts in the Joe game?
1: So I was actually at this game, first sporting game in a few years uh, since pre-COVID. 2018-2019 season was the last time I was there. I uh, saw a game against Stuble, braced by Nani, 2-1 win. Uh, so I was there actually, as well, man.
0: I mean, I yeah, yeah. It was the
1: first game of the 2018-19 season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or at least the first home game. Um, and, yeah, so we came out hot, right? Created a bunch of chances. It looked like we, like Gillespie's line was really high, and we were just – like the through balls were there. Some were getting through. We were getting chances. Some were just missing. So it was like it felt like it was like a, almost a matter of time. We have the ball in the net in the 10th minute on the Poligno – uh finish uh i literally my seats in the second level were perfectly in line with the, the that play so i could honestly see that Paulinho looked like it was just a little bit uh <laughs> ahead so i everyone uh, got up around me and was like clapping they were doing the goal song and i was like i guess but like i, I think i might come back i'm pretty sure it's gonna come back a lengthier review than i would have thought and i was like oh maybe it's closer than i thought and it, it, maybe he's on by like 2cm or some shit uh and then of course they rule it out <laughs> but we still kept creating chances and we and uh uh we scored two in the first 20 minutes and i was like oh here we go baby uh that was just foreshadowing here are the goals like we're, we're winning this game six nothing like i'm gonna see a goal fest baby let's go uh and then everything kind of settled down. We took our foot off the gas after like the first 30 minutes. And Gilby didn't necessarily create that many chances in those like last 15 minutes of the first half, but they had the ball a lot more. And they had like one or two chances or half chances. Uh, and it was like, all right, they're growing into the game. And then the second half kind of started the same way that the first half ended Gilby Sint growing into the game. Gilby Sint. Uh, creating better chances than they were in the first half. Uh, and they actually had, like, one really good chance right in front of the net. And I think someone made a, a, a slide tackle to block it. It might have been um, If that goes in and it's 2-1 in, like, the 55th minute, it, might, it would have probably been a lot different of a game. And you would have seen Jules Vincente continue to grow into the game. And then that would have been the uh, Kane And now Jules Vincente <laughs> is just pushing for the, for the 2-2. And it's like, oh, shit, are we going to be able to hold on? But uh, we kind of turned the tide in probably like the, maybe like the 65th, 70th minute. And we, we we took initiative. We were creating more chances. And then that's when uh, the third goal came. Uh, really, you know, felt safe out of reach then. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, and then at the very end, of course, Navarro has to score. Who? <laughs> I had one or two chances probably earlier in the game. And then he scores just so it's like, I know there's some Navarro heads out there, people that say the Sporting should have signed him yeah. uh, just so they can, you know, have that one, that talking point, like a, a meaningless late goal, which I don't know. It didn't really bother me. I, I knew that the, the game was won already. So good game to be at. Solid win. Um, would have been better. I feel like if we kept our foot on the pedal and just finished the game in the first half, which I think we were, would have been able to uh, let them back into the game. Thankfully they didn't score. And a much-needed three points in the league, I would mm-hmm.
2: say. <laughs> and yeah. quickly, because I forgot, Sam, you're 100% right. There's definitely is a Trincaon, um preference over Edwards because the fact that – okay, Paulinho starting is, is fine. The fact that he dropped Trincaon for Edwards, is he thinking about Champions League maybe to rest Edwards? I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, like, uh, my, my boy Edwards isn't getting any burn. It, it feels yeah. like – literally, it's like – I, I love Paulinho, but definitely he shouldn't be starting over Edwards. Like, if this was, like, a tactical, like, finish decision, the then okay, fair enough. But, um, yeah, uh, I feel bad for Edwards, especially in now that we see that he got dragged off in, like, the 20th minute, even though he was, like, I'd be our best player on the pitch at that point. So
1: I didn't um, really like Paulinho's performance in this game. Uh, I didn't think he was holding the ball up well enough. I thought that, like, oftentimes Pot was, like, the further like, Pot was like playing center forward almost, and was playing like, you know, like an attacking mid, uh, and then just Nunes obviously was just burning up the whole touchline. As Gaio again, also just, it's just like he's not up to the, he's not up to the level. He did end up having a very nice pass for the third goal, nice assist, mm-hmm. but there is just so many moments where it's like, if he just played the uh, like a better cross. Uh, across the front of the net, like in front of the defender, between the goalie and the defender, it's like we have like two or three goals, but he he just simply like can't play that pass. He just doesn't have the quality, technical ability offensively. And then defending-wise, he got cooked a couple times. Uh, particularly, it kind of looked like, he got, I don't know if he got megged or if he just got like, just got a guy just kind of kicked the pass him and put the burners on him. Uh, but... Yeah, it was just like that 6.3 is is very surprising and maybe salvaged by the assist I feel like but I was not really enjoying the Esgaio experience, I'll be honest, in person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, someone said to me it was a, a, a decent <laughs> performance for an as a guy performance like that, yeah that was the best we've seen worse home. I guess
1: yeah it was definitely worse today right yeah you
0: know, exactly but like um, yeah Paulino didn't have the best game either um I I, I thought that goal was onside so obviously I watched it on TV so I didn't see the entire play until the end um but for me Morita was by far. Um, Morita and Morita and Nugart
1: were both really, really good. I thought Boston, mm-hmm. Boston midfield, um, yeah. Razzle Dazzle scored a goal, got an assist, uh, played well. Like, uh, yeah, that's probably his yeah. best game by far in a sporting shirt. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, facts. And... Um... I, I don't know how Pedro Gonzalez got the the eight the eight but like he also got a yellow card as well, which I thought would bring the rating down. But for me, yeah, Morita was definitely the, the best player on the pitch, and I, I think he's really he's getting better every game. I'm not going to count the to the Tottenham one because you're a man down. He didn't have a lot of possession anyway. But from what it's been, it's sort of been like a slow rise from from Morita, and I've been really impressed um, with him. And it's a, a good shout out to our scouting department as well, who seem to. As soon as they get a player they want, they sign him, and you know they've had a pretty good track record as as of late. I Mina's mean, guy definitely is a is a questionable one, but like the rest of them, especially I think this season as well. Um, Morita coming in, um, Sotilius looks like a, a decent player. Saint Just as well, you can say about the injury problems, but he does look like a good centre back, and Roshino as well. Let's I saw Saint
1: Just. Saint Just made one run forward this this game where it was like. I feel like he really showed off. He hasn't really showcased this eighteenth fastest player in FIFA speed.
2: 93 pace. (laughs) Yeah, he
1: hasn't really he doesn't really he hasn't really showcased it yet. Due to honestly, lack of opportunities. Yeah. And lack of minutes and also just lack of situations. But he had one or two runs in this game where you he put the burners on and I was like, yo, that was he's fast. That was really fast.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And like I was actually quite like Glad that he didn't get injured like in the Spurs game because obviously there was no warm up, as we said. But like, like he, he usually gets injured with a warm up anyway. So I was, I was very surprised to not see him. Well, hopefully, we don't know what, what happened, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like there's any injury. But yeah, shout okay. out to Jr. as well, man. He's like a, a Swiss army knife. He could play anywhere and he's been really good off the bench. And I think he mm-hmm. really deserves some more opportunities to actually start, especially with all the competitions we have come out. We still got to test the league, test the Portuguese, the Champions League, and the league. Um, so I think it would be good for, for him to get some burn, especially because he could he could probably play what? Play in the middle, play up top, or probably even play on the wing backs if if you really like sort of train him in the position as well. Um but yeah, I've been really impressed with him. Um but overall I think it was a good team performance. Master as well. Like he didn't have a great game, I don't think, but he had like, a, a decent solid. game, especially for his debut. And move. I feel like yeah.
1: he was in the center too, right? He was the mm-hmm. in the like the patron spot. So yeah, yeah, he did well. He he did well in possession.
0: He's uh, okay. someone as well who needs to get more minutes. Uh, he needs to start the, the, the cup games 100%. Like him, yeah, Sotilius, and uh, Rochina. That's how will. Will. yeah,
1: definitely. That's yeah.
0: how as well. But let's be honest, you're probably going to play this exact same 11 in, in the Tutsalian Tutsalport school anyway. Because I guess... It's a variation win. of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, now, and, uh, so here's my question. Then. Now, if, like you said, Sam, uh, we're pretty much out of the league. Maybe we're just fine for Champions League. Do you blame Amuri for want, wanting – do you rotate more? I know – what was our next game? I just – I totally forgot to draw was today, so I seen we're up against Verzing, is it? Yeah. Verzing, yeah. right? I think so, yeah. Verzing. So do you rotate a lot against Verzing? Do you do, you know, still same – maybe like similar back three to this, plus maybe Rushing up top? How do you address that if you're Amuri?
0: If we're out of, let's say we've lost. When is when is the the game against Vazimtino? Is it? It's
1: not this weekend. We have a league game this weekend. It's the weekend after.
0: Okay, so So it's like
1: the fifteenth, I think.
0: So if if we lose to Marseille, then I can I guess playing um the strong team makes sense, but if we beat Marseille. Like, at the end of the day, I think we should, no disrespect to Ozzy, we should be winning with our second team anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still got some good players. And obviously, it's not going to be a full rotation. I uh, would assume like Nuno Santos is probably going to still play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paulinho or Edwards will, will, will play. Um, so as as long, let's stay into the future. Let's say we're in January. We've got a, a Tasta Portugal game, a Tasta Liga game. We're out of the, we, we've lost more games at the league. We're not in the Europa League then, yeah, we need to get a trophy or a title as soon as, po- uh, as, soon as possible. So, yeah, mm-hmm. play the, the full team. And I know a lot of people call us out for being negative and, and saying, and like, destabilising the club, but, you know, these are situations <laughs> that, that can happen. And like Chris mentioned, 2015-2016 where we were uh, played play good against uh, Dortmund and Real Madrid, Bruno Cesar was the original UEFA man before Paulinho yeah. came on the scene. Facts. So, yeah, anything can happen, but I still think, regardless of the situation, some players need to get some burn. I think Master is one yeah. of them. Amarillo had such high praise for him after the game as well, saying he's from La Masia, he's got the Barcelona DNA, and he, he's very good, and he, you can you can tell he comes from that school. But like, you can give him all the praise you want, but if he's going to play in the, the B team and, and go to like under-23 games, then, then what's the point? Bring him on. We have a, a heavy season. Luis Neto is not getting any any younger. Coates is getting more and more frequently injured especially with that knee Um, on a on a decent size contract I think as well so that's definitely one to watch out for in, in the future. Matheus Reis can play left back so if Nuno Santos gets tired play him there. Like, there's just so many I think Marse is the main one who needs to get some minutes. Him and I would say um, Sotilis as well are the ones that need to sort of get minutes because we, we saw it with Gansa last year he really didn't get that much burn even though we had the the Polinia, Yugate and the uh, at his noons, and I think if that happens with Sotilis as well, we're, we're in for struggle, because let's be honest, Brugganza is going to come back by, what, March? April? So he's probably not going to get any game time at all. So it's, it's definitely better if we get Sotilius up to, up to speed and hopefully um, he gets there. But um, anyway, I I'd, I'd digress. Yeah, great performance. Um, when Navarro scored, I got some people out of me on Twitter saying, uh, I bet you wish we had a VAR over Paulinho. It's like, well, no, he Not lost.
2: Really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he lost the score in, like, the last minute and literally didn't do anything like before. Uh, yeah,
1: I didn't see anything impressive from him. To, to he blew to his big that. chance. He blew one of their biggest yeah. chances.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I'm still hashtag team Paulinho. Probably always will be, especially after the Spurs game. My stocks have, have risen again. And even in, like I said, in that Marseille game, he was the third in Goldwick, point, third highest rated player, so... My, my my boy, UEFA man, he's moving up in the world. But um, yeah, for this game, Morita, my man of the match, uh, far and wide. What about you, Danny? Who's your man of the match?
2: Same. Morita as well. Let me just quickly mention, because I forgot to say, uh, my annoyance, because a lot of people attack Amorim, some of it, a lot of it undeserved. I think this might be a bit deserved. My annoyance with Amorim is that he insists on playing important players, on matches behind, on friendlies behind closed doors. I'm not against having these friendlies to keep the the squad fit, especially since most of our players didn't go to any international team over the break. But, you know, the reason why we're we're struck, we have Izgayu at right back today and against Gilby since is because he played a meaningless friendly and got hurt. It's like at least have some sort of protection to the players, right? That's my only annoyance. That's maybe my little criticism with Amurin. It's like we could have experimented somebody else at right back to you know combat poro getting injured. So that's it. That's 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 just mine. But man of the match, definitely the guy that I, maybe second to a done that I've criticized the most this year. Um Murita, he played he played amazing against be sent
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, what about you? who is your man of the match?
1: Yeah. I I'll, I'll I'll give it to you guard to be different, but uh the two midfielders is Murita especially, yeah, really mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah. Cool. And with that, before we get on to our other story, which we'll sort of close out the podcast with, I'll just show you the current tables, um, UEFA, and I'll show you the league table. I'll start off with the Champions League one. Um, I'll zoom in quite a bit. It's quite zoomed out. So we are sitting pretty in top still with six points. Uh, Tottenham in second with four. Uh, Frankfurt third with four. Marseille in bottom with three their first points of the actual campaign so yeah, like we said definitely um definitely in our hands so it's up to us if, if we can keep this keep this going and obviously we've got to be be careful for those other teams and definitely watch those results to see what happens um but in terms of league table when i get it up um give me one sec cool so we still sit in seventh. Nothing changed after this game week. Um, two points behind Vista and Porto So we could potentially leapfrog them to, to fifth. Um, Casabilla, shout out to them, playing very well in, in fourth place. Uh, newly promoted team, and um, they seem to be killing it. Braga with their first loss, and what a loss it was to uh, to Porto as well. Befica drew, but they're still top of the table by um, three points. Um, so yeah. <coughs> Next game against Santa Clara, which is really weak. kickoff time at 3.30 uh, my time. So even earlier for you boys. Um,
2: yeah. Wow. Well, wow, Really? I didn't
0: even know that. Yeah. Unless it's not been updated, but I literally checked two apps and they both say 3.30 my time on a, on a Saturday.
2: Yeah. Day. 10.30 a.m. Our time. Damn.
0: No lying for you boys, unfortunately. Um, but Chris, I'll start off with you. What are your predictions for the Santa Clara game? Um mm.
1: What kind of form are they in this season? They're
2: really good. I don't even poor, know. They right? got to the table. Yeah. Pretty poor, relegation right? Battling. In, in the relegation. They zone. just lost. Who did they lose to this weekend? Hold on. Smochdiwaf. Um, How's the... Yeah,
1: as long as the wind and rain isn't, you know, as, there, as long as there's not a storm <laughs> in the sort. Let's uh, do a weather app. Yeah, it should be all right. As long as there's nothing ridiculous happening there. But... Uh, so yeah, I, I think that that you know I, I I'm curious to see what the goalkeeping situation ends up being, and uh, I hope that everyone's uh, ready to play at uh, in the afternoon, I guess, instead of the the evening. And there's no issues with the travel, and that they get the right you know escort to the stadium and everything. <laughs> hope that we take care of the the nonsense behind the scenes to set us up for success. <laughs>
0: Yeah, facts. Danny, what about you? What are your predictions for? So
2: weather update: uh, precipitation at around three o'clock is zero percent. Humidity around 33, 30 thirty-degree weather out there. So uh, yeah. looking decent. Looking like no rain so far. So that's good. Um, I'm hoping. I, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm. I'm betting on a. I'm betting on a sporting win. I don't see us not winning this game, especially after our blunder in the Champions League. We did move closer to Boavista. Boavista lost four zip to Famalicão which was uh, huge. They, those bozos actually lost me some money. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and shout-out Kazapia for getting an invented penalty because I won money with you guys beating Mariti. So shout-out to you guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, Sport. Spart- I think 2-0 for, for Sporting away at Esorges. It's going to be a tough one, but I think it's we're still going to come out with the victory. Uh, do you boys want to talk about the Befica game or should we not act like that didn't happen?
0: I mean, Miguel Braga has t- spoken about it, so I don't see why we can't go for it. Uh, okay.
2: Exactly. <laughs> How, okay, so my question is: Where the fuck's VAR on the first one? Mm-hmm. If if the same thing, remember, Bifika fans were comp- with the with the handball that hit the guy's back, they were claiming that the first one should have been a penalty. So yeah. why? So that's why this one is justified, right? Mm-hmm. So
1: by their logic.
2: Okay, maybe you can say there's a bit, like, uh, whoever it was that fell to the floor was looking He Taremi's it. He
1: Taremi's it a little bit. He sticks him out. But yeah. there's
2: contact. But end of yeah. the day, there's contact. Maybe there is contact. Yeah. Is by that same logic, should that not be a penalty? That, hey, the first one didn't get called for some weird reason. Let, let's just allow this one, and it's a penalty, and go ahead and score it. And then another one, he stomps him on the head. Like, the cleats hit that guy's head. No card, no nothing. A few days later, against for, with that invented penalty that I'm talking about, Maritimo Casapia. Maritimo does that to a Casapia guy, and it's a penalty. So, I don't know. Like, they have a great team. I'm not saying Befica don't have a great team, but it's tough to beat a great team when they're protected by the fucking league or the referees or or, or if the referees are just incompetent. We'll, we'll at least, at the very least, say that. Like, it's kind of a joke. We could have been at least closer to Befica, I'm Not saying that we're in for the title or anything, but yeah. Uh, Pretty whack.
0: I mean, I agree. The thing that made me laugh, and I tweeted it on the Sport M one sixty account, was that Guillermo is compared to FIFA, saying that they wanted to hear the referees' uh, communications yeah. after shutting our idea down. They've got no of our idea, and now it 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 like doesn't benefit them. It benefits them, yeah. Straight away, and it's like, well, if you would just listen to us, like, what an yeah. original idea! Who would have who would have thought? <laughs> oh, it was it was us. I can't remember who else. I I know I Porto it and well. said. Oh, I was Porto for it. Or was it? No, I
1: defense? think they also declined it. As no, well, everyone. I, I think
0: everyone was against it, to be honest. Yeah, everyone was against it for some reason. Um, Benfica and Porto, I can understand why, especially Benfica this season, Porto last season. Um, but yeah, um, something needs to be done, let's be honest. If it's VAR, this foreign rest, which I think referee the lower, no disrespect, the lower team games, and I don't think they trust them enough to, um, to do like the 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 top games, but something needs to change. Whether it's the mm-hmm. VAR communications, whether it's um, let's say a VAR who isn't Portuguese or something like that. Just like I don't know, I think that's probably the, the way to go. But um, yeah, just just some some clarity. Even in the in the NBA, they after the game they have the the Twitter account that says this was ruled as a foul. The reason it was ruled as a foul is this, or this was mm-hmm. wrongly uh, ruled a foul. Something like that. Just something that that says you know we made a mistake and that's like nothing could be done but they just all the referees and the referee association the P, the portuguese fa just pretend it doesn't happen which is which is more annoying than let's say even, i know it throws referees under the bus and i sort of get that argument but like footballers get thrown under the bus all the time all the time in conferences exactly. and interviews and stuff look at harry mcquire for example he gets yeah deservedly or not gets thrown under the bus every single match United game. so i mean the referees need to start taking accountability, I think.
2: The only thing Portugal has is, is the former referee on Sport TV or on card, or on wherever, on Abola, just with that headline, like, was this a penalty? Was it not a penalty? Find out next time or some shit like that, you know? And it's, <laughs> it just it causes more tor- turmoil. than That's actually a good idea, Sam. Just come out and say... Oh, or come out with the... I've, we've been asking for the recording since VAR came out and we heard the aguinta, um So... Uh, anyways yeah. yeah that's the only thing I found I found hilarious was uh, was because still at the colding still still protected
0: yeah and I guarantee you starting house against them VAR quarter this season VAR they're going to say we need to get the communications and then yeah. we're going to go for a vote and exactly the same thing is going to happen it's not going to go through and then I was, oh, yeah it's all stupid but, um, but yeah something needs to be done I think Referees need to be held more accountable for the decision they make. There's a there's a reason why. No, um, I don't think many Portuguese ref, um, are like certified now, like the referees. Like they don't get like the UEFA badge. A lot of them, I think maybe one has it, but like there's mm-hmm. a reason for it, and because they're not yeah. the, the standard. Even that guy who refereed the Benfica I think he's the oldest referee in Portugal, right? Uh, like active referee. That is. Yeah. So, We're yes yeah, so we need to get young referees i suppose uh, maybe it's his eyesight that was bad but then yeah maybe you know, it's, we well. need new
2: blood in here i don't know i don't know what's needed for it i think uh, honestly that that seems more up to, you seem more optimistic than me sam i feel like the portuguese league is just it's just oh being, for me, don't, don't free, get me wrong
0: i'm not optimistic i think that's what should happen but nothing's gonna ever yeah, happen and that's why that's why when like when people speak to me about football that f- from england it's always something ridiculous that's happened like the fight between portland sporting players or benfica playing belan and sad with like nine Seven. men and a goalkeeper yeah. at right wing and yeah. yeah yeah i never hear like oh that was a good game that it's always cool. this has happened and it's because of either the referees or the fa and, and something needs to change but i don't mm. think it ever will uh yeah, but yeah. anyway um let's round off today's podcast with. I Would say news, um, but definitely quiet down in the, the last few days, and that is Mr. Ruben Amarim being linked to the Wolves job. Uh, Bruno Large was sacked, um, I believe on Monday, I want to say, uh, no, on yeah. Sunday, or Sunday.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, after losing uh, another game, um, but yeah um sporting uh sorry sky sport saying that um Wars want out uh ruben Amorim, and that was also based off a, a the sun news report as well but following this report ruben Amorim went up to heavy favorite um on the betting sites three betting sites had him as the favorite to, to be the next Wolves manager um and like i mean people were saying that is i'll pay the clause was the i think the most replied thing on this on this tweet if i just double check it um oh that is the wrong button yeah there you go so yeah people saying pay the clause or why would he go
2: quick um, question why does yeah. this page continue to make up stories and uh, <laughs> enough is enough
0: uh like oh, man all you need to do is google it like
2: oh uh, you need to see underneath need to See sky sports like
0: <laughs> yeah but no um but yeah, Chris, uh, I know you you said a few things on Twitter as well uh, about it, but what were your overall thoughts and what are your reactions to people saying that like um pay the money or like he's never even leave, he's got a project here. What are your thoughts on the entire drama around it?
2: mute.
1: Yeah, I I um I think I was honestly I was a bit surprised to see so many people just in, immediately dismiss it, right? Um, as just, like, impossible or or, or so, so unlikely. I'm not even necessarily saying that it's likely to happen. I never even thought it was likely, but I definitely didn't think that it was, like, so impossible. Uh, And I also think that if he pushed for the decision, if he went for it, if he's like, I actually do want this opportunity, then I think that he would be able to figure out a way to get out of here. And I honestly don't think that Wolves would be paying 30 million either because I just don't think that that's like the the market conditions uh, of the situation. And I honestly could even see like a situation where we would then get Bruno Lage, you know, or something like that. Um, and literally do some uh, like a little weird, weird manager swap or something like that. Uh, I never put anything like that past George Menz. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, I think that people maybe perhaps overvalue him uh, a little bit. Um, It's obvious to say that he's a very good and uh, promising young manager. I'm not disputing that, obviously. But, like, I don't think he's one of the best managers in the world. He clearly has a lot to prove. He clearly has shown that he has blind spots. He has had success, but, like, his best successes came earlier in his career, right? He's had the – the Braga success, the initial sporting success. And then it's been tougher sledding since. Um, So I think that people also are mistakenly like thinking that if he has a terrible season this season, it doesn't hurt his stock. It's like, oh, he'll stay and then he'll leave. It's like if he finishes like sixth, right, or fifth or, or something like that, like that's not a good look for him. It's not like he can just go right to England, you know, easily from that, you know? So If he was like could see that that was maybe happening, he's like, "Oh, I have a short squad. I'm already 11 points behind in the league. Like, is it really gonna get better for me here now? Like, if I stay longer, it could just end up hurting my stock. So, like, I think that my stock might be highest if I just go right now. So, I I could also totally 100% see him making that calculation. And would you even like? I don't really get why you would you would disagree with that. Like, as if that the the, two, the if he finishes the season and and we're, we're we're not in a champions league spot or you know finish behind but even in 4th right that's still not you can't just keep hanging your hat on the 2020 2021 title a covid year as well like not normal conditions slightly weird like it, it it's what have you done for me recently not you know just the 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 earlier success so um, if we have a bad season, i feel like it's almost more likely that he stays because his stock won't be high anymore and he'll have to have another good season to get that stock up to then leave you know so if he was trying to get trying to get out uh this would have been a good opportunity it's like yeah wolves are in a, a relegation scrap right now but still I don't know you you could you could turn it around and, and finish mid table pretty easily like yeah. they're not like so far behind and it's pretty tight between like 8th and, and, and 17th usually, you know. Uh, and they've had a shit so, ton of injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a shit ton of injuries. People come back, maybe he'll buy, get some money in January, he'll increase his salary, right? There's a, a lot of reasons why you would understand it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same things were said about Mateus Race. Uh And then, or not Mateus Reis, Mateus Nunes, right? Like, he'd never leave, Nunes, he's in the Champions yeah. League, he's still That's growing, he wants to keep getting better, like, Sometimes you say fuck it. Sometimes you get pushed uh, as well. And you know, I, if, if George was really going ha- hard as dragging Ammonia in there, like I, I could see him being pressured. I've seen it before, yeah. you know. So it'd be yeah. crazy to say like, oh, this is impossible. When we've literally seen so many similar things happen, re- mm-hmm. in, in, even in the recent history, you know. So yeah,
0: exactly. But I was just thinking that like you said it, that the main reason, according to the press, was that Matthias Noon's left was because Bruno Lage called him and said, you're, you're the guy I want. You're the guy who's going to turn this team around. And then like, what, Matthias Nunes played three games and now Bruno Lage is gone. So the main reason of Matthias Noon's going to Wolves is, is gone, which is, is quite funny. Um, I'll pass on to you, Danny, but just before I do, I've just got this comment that I just want to bring up for from, uh, from James, um, which said he's on the contract for next year. Um, and to that I say, he was on contract to Braga to I think 2023, okay. um, and look what happened. And also, that is also uh, another point of mine I was going to make, is that people say, oh, pay the clause, pay the clause. It took us two and a half years to give Braga the money, like entirely for Ruben Marim. So let's say if Wolves pay the clause now, are they going to give us five now or like 10 now? Or, and is it going to be stretched out like our one was? Like if, if people say like uh say this like oh he's in contract for another year just got release clause like they can stretch these things out with installments and all, all this other shit or they so could it's... just
1: offer 10 like the release clause is that, always yeah. negotiable it's not like exactly. we've never sold a player for the release clause ever. what's his
2: release clause is it 30, 30 or 20 yeah. yeah. it's 30, 30. if if, yeah. if we get 20 for a manager. If we get fifteen for a manager, from what really you from no? this administration, we're say are we no, to that no? no? I'm with you.
1: 8 going that, gonna say no answer. to eight.
2: That's my only thing. Even ten. If we or no, 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 eight maybe because we paid fourteen or fifteen. For him, yeah. Right? Yeah, so he's gonna try make and make a profit him, either way. We'll yeah. get fifteen, and that's a million dollar profit. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And just this last one, um, he's well paid and young, like. He's well paid here, but well paid here Imagine, in regards to the yeah. Premier League is like yeah. it, probably what Bournemouth level, not just yeah. to Mark Silva, Fulham level. Like, I mean you could probably make more even in Syria in a mid table team or, or Spain than you than you probably could here. And don't give I'm not saying that I want him to go or that he's he's on go. good
1: wages though. He's definitely yeah, I mean he's probably the third highest paid coach of Portugal, right? <laughs> the- yeah, At least. Yeah, he, oh, he should, with Carvajal yeah. gone
2: now, I think, yeah, third because yeah. I think maybe with Carvajal here, he might have been fourth,
0: yeah, and maybe. and yeah, just, just to that point as well. Um, Wolves, like I liked Chris said, and like I said on Twitter, we said exactly the same thing about Matias Nunes, about, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: And like not just Matias Nunes, any player in Portugal,
2: Polina.
0: yeah, Polina, even like if you That's go probably. further back, they get tempted by Sa- Saudi Arabia. Carlos Cavalhal, in my opinion, is a fantastic manager. And he's done he done so well at Braga after coming back, um, like after losing uh, Ruben Amrim and done well at Rio Ave and, and whatever. Even in the Premier League, he did, did okay. But like, he got enticed by, by Sal. I'm not saying that Amrim's going to get enticed, but like, why would Amrim want to stay? One, when um, let's say if we don't make Champions League next year or when we make Europa League, he's not going to stay for that. And let's be honest, this time next year, Man United could have a new manager. Chelsea could have a new manager. As much as that is unlikely, um, any club that is a higher stature than ours is going to have a, a new manager because managers in England, especially, get sacked. It feels like every four months. I I don't even know who the longest uh, tenured manager. I'd assume it'd be Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp. But even still, what they're what seven years in, six years in. So, yeah. Anything can yeah. happen, I suppose. Uh, but, but Danny, what are your overall thoughts on the drama? No,
2: I, I agree with you guys. I don't think it's likely, like you guys are saying, but I don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities either, right? Like we said, the, my biggest point was going to be everything we're saying as to why Ruben Moon won't leave is the same reason we were saying, Mateus, especially me, we were saying Mateusz Nunes won't leave, right? There's no Champions League football there. Who cares? It's the Premier League. Uh, you know, so uh, and and even on the on on a bit of your point, Sam, uh, maybe they can't afford the whole thing if they pay, let's say, 20 million, or even if they pay 30 million, maybe they can't. I mean, it's pocket um,
0: change for most Premier League clubs. Look that's at, what I'm like, saying. I mean, not in a forest is example because they just got promoted, but how they spent like a hundred and something million, not on, in on,
2: exactly, just, just to get down to the, down the Champions League million. or to the Championship again,
0: exactly. Yeah, but yeah, mid table clubs, they I don't think people realize they have more money than probably. Porto, Benfica, and us. They're not, right. not just us. They have much more to spend. And they, Southampton is a prime example, right? I think Chris tweeted, tweeted this probably about a month ago. They've bought players from Chelsea who have never played a senior minutes for like 15 million, 16 million, all in hopes to make a profit, which like for us, 16 million is like one of our record buys on, on a player who's unproven. And like this is Southampton, again, not European football. In I don't know if they've, they've had it when they first come in, maybe under pots like the Europa League or something like that but like, this is Southampton who haven't been promoted to just constantly mid-table team, managed to spend that amount of money on players who aren't even proven. I think if the, like, even a team like Southampton could probably get the fee for Ruben and Marin. So, yeah, sorry to interrupt that. No, 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 yeah,
2: a million percent. That was exactly what I was going to say. And I just started looking at their transfers, um, okay. Aside from Diego Costa, I think, <laughs> jokingly, I think yeah. the only reason Ruben Amorim won't go to Wolves is because Diego Costa is there, or else maybe he would and he'd buy Paulinho. Um, but if you I look at the transfers, fair—they're <laughs> to- <yeah>, fair. <laughs> top two transfers. were over the 30 million. We're in Matheus Nunes and Gonçalo Guedes. So um, I-, I-, I wouldn't be surprised them. And I think they I mean, sold not, a lot as I'm well, not... didn't they? Let me see. Who else? Who do they sell?
0: They sold that. Uh, Gibbs, like more, White yeah,
2: Gibbs White for thirty million, Den Donker for fifteen, uh, Vinag technically for ten. Um, so I mean, and 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 like Christian was saying, we're in bed with Judge so it's not like it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I, I don't think it will happen, but um, I think I'm I'm actually a bit surprised Wolves actually let go of of uh, of um, and I agree with James here. I do think for sure he's leaving in the summer that's that's a guarantee but I don't put it past no, him he, he's saying
0: he disagrees with, with that point he says he doesn't think he's leaving the summer he's oh
2: he's saying he doesn't oh okay yes well, I, I agree think... i
1: agree I now agree I used to not agree but I do now especially if we finish fourth or fifth I still Who's,
2: think he's gone
1: he's not where is he where is he going he's gonna he's not gonna make a lateral
2: move I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you that he can't ri- ride on the coattails of 2021 because it is what you do for me now. It was a COVID season. And more importantly, I feel like people brush over this fact. We didn't have European competitions. But we can't also say like last year was a bad year for us too. It's no, a bad it year on, on you know, related to the year Coming off that, of that season. Yeah. Exactly. Because second in the league is still good. Tasa de Liga. Tasa Portugal, we were knocked out by Porto. If I'm not mistaken, the semis. Yeah. So That's tough. Champions League, we made it to the round of uh, of um, of no, not the round of the round of sixteen, right? That's what it's yeah. called. Round of thirty two, round of sixteen. So not a horrible season. Yes, the season is going to shit. But shift. trending
1: down. But the, the but you, trending down. Were, Fair enough. If you were Fair to enough. rank his seasons, they progressively get slightly worse. But each season, I, I still right?
2: think I still think Premier League calls his name. I I still see it though. Like, a pr- newly promoted team can take a chance on him. or um, I, I don't know Spanish about you guys, league, but it was
0: is it his brother-in-law like, that um, works at PSG. It's
2: his brother in Yeah, exactly. Um, That's
0: where I genuinely see him going. Because if, mm-hmm. if you've been following PSG, every time they do buy in the Champions League, which, spoiler, is every year, the manager is the... Like, they sack yeah. the manager like that. And there were yeah. so many rumors linking Amrim anyway to the PSG job before... Um, the mention of of his brother in law, so I I could see that happening. But, like you said, even mid table English teams could take a punt on him. And if if they have an enticing project, and that's the thing if someone comes over to you and says, Look, we've got this project, we want you to be the head of it, you are in charge of transfers, you're a part of this, I think he's gonna, he's gonna, I'm not gonna say he's gonna definitely take it, but I agree with Danny in saying that I think he's gone off this season, especially with like I I agree with what you were saying when you and Steph had a little debate. of... Of Nunes, I saw both sides, but if it what if he was so behind Amram's back, then that's something that's like, okay, why you clearly don't trust me enough to, to keep me in the situations. And, you know, there's other things that, that have been out of control. Slimani as well. Yeah. I could imagine that might be a, a thing like you're signing players. That I don't want to sign. I told you it would be a bad idea. Now at the end of the day, we lost money. So I don't know. I really don't see him staying another season in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, me
2: neither. And, and again, even to the point, I was just thinking like Leicester right now is like in a relegation battle. If they if they're going to keep Rodgers for a bit longer, but, you know, uh, eventually enough is enough. Maybe Leicester look at Ruben and it's not like Leicester hasn't looked at the Premier League. Um, you're right, Sam. I totally forgot about his brother-in-law. PSG clearly love the Portuguese league. Clearly love the Portuguese league. They just bought Vitinga. They bought Danilo in the past. They bought Nuno in the past. Fernand Sanchez is now there. Um, they see a young manager like Ruben Amurim and what he's done with a smaller uh, budget like, like Sporting. What can he do now? PSG at the same time might be a horrible choice for him because we also see a, what happens in big personalities in the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's not pros and cons to Amurim leaving him, And I agree, Chris, that it has been downwards and him not dealing with the big personalities also might be an issue for bigger clubs. I just, I don't see him. I don't see him staying this year or else we would have renewed him again. That's, that's my main reason. And, and this club, we're going to want to make a profit off of him. So he might, he might even stay one more year and then he leaves on a free, but I I really don't see that happening.
0: I'm just looking at the premier table at the moment. And let's, let's say we're taking the face value and this is what the, what like it stays this way for a couple months. I see Aston Villa down in 15th, which spent a lot of money. I could see them sacking Steven Gerrard and going after... Because Aston Villa I mean, do have a project there, I think. Yeah. But again, injuries and so on. West Ham are sitting in, in 15th. That is mm-hmm. more unlikely one because David Moyes, I think, is quite untouchable there at the moment. Um, but like we yeah. said, Southampton as well. There's Crystal Palace. There's Wolves. There's, Esa, there's Nottingham Forest who are uh, looking to sat their manager as well. Even if you look a bit higher up the table, you've got... Uh, you reckon Liverpool are sacking club anytime soon? Nah. I don't know. But yeah, there's, that's just the Premier League. Of course, there's Serie A teams. There's rumours of like Conte leaving Spurs. Is yeah. is the playing? There's so many things that Amarim could see, especially like I said, if, if he waits a year, sees what jobs are available, then maybe that's the way to go. But yeah, um, are people, are, when sorry, just to say this last thing. But I see this comment from Lauren. Um, he's literally his his stock lowest domestically, true, but in too. Europe. Is is going up, and people are only going to focus on the Europe if they see, wow, he beat. Imagine if he beat Tottenham twice. Ruben Amorim beat Tottenham twice. He also yeah. beat Frankfurt away, who are the holding uh, europe Europa League champions. That's going to make the headlines. Not oh, Ruben Amorim lost to Chaves or lost to. Even today, yeah. the headline's
2: going to be that our goalie fought like Azan fucked off, and it wasn't Amorim. You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, my, my my only yeah.
2: last point was, again, and I feel like I said this before, but I'll say it again, my only main worry is if Amorim does go, I don't think he's going to Wolves. But if he did go to Wolves, who would we be getting? Because uh, Bell is close to winning the, the Serie A with Brazil, but he needs another nine games. So that's a, a bit of a distance away. Carvajal just left uh, whatever Qatari club he was at. So that might be a possibility. out without, without is without a club, so maybe there. But I don't see them coming back to Portugal. That's my
0: worry. I genuinely think it's going to be
2: Bruno Lage. I'm not. I'm okay with Bruno Lage too, but do we want another manager that left that did so well at Befica to come to to Sporting? Like, I'm having the JJ scare. It's not that he's like comparable, but I also feel like uh, Bruno Lage doesn't have the experience as a manager enough. Yeah.
0: I also see maybe one of room's assistants getting like the job if, if it's offered, or maybe if someone like yeah, Jacques yeah, in the twenty threes, like maybe do, do yeah. we take a punt on Jacques, like Braga has taking a punt on, on their their manager? And like they do we, go to Braga?
2: do we go to Braga and get um I forget his name, Artur, I think it is. Artur George, yeah.
0: There you go, yeah. Artur George. Exactly. But yeah, um I don't know if you guys have any anything more you want to add on this and on this story.
1: No, not until the story develops further. Uh, it was seemed like at the end of yesterday, it was Lapetegi for sure. Today, that rumor didn't really advance yeah. further. It didn't go yeah. backwards, but it didn't advance further. So we'll give it another day or two. But if that burns out, I mean, is that like they're not gonna come back? You know, it's, they're like a they're like a war a plane circling, right? I mean, they're not here right now. But I mean, if it doesn't work out there, they could be back here knocking at our door right. in 48 hours. Right. You know, it's not over yet. We're not out of the woods yet until they hire yeah. somebody.
2: Yeah, I'm mm. surprised Leonardo mm. Jardim isn't on, on a list anywhere, you know?
0: I am, I've am. i got the odds up currently. I'll just sky bet this is. So, Lobtegui is the heavy favorite with a with a 1.4. Um, Pedro Martins is second. Amram is still third, but obviously Amarim dropped Martins. off.
1: Martins. He got linked somewhere else today, though. Who, oh, Pedro Martins? Martins. Yeah. A uh, uh, different English club. Uh, maybe the second division? I, co- I totally forgot about Pedro Martins. I wouldn't even mind
2: Pedro Martins at... Uh, I mean, that's like third, fourth choice for me, but I, w- I don't think I would mind him there. He did okay. He did well at Olympiacos, I should say.
0: Just a, f- a funny note as well. i right down to the bottom. Uh, hundred uh, 101 to 1, Cristiano Ronaldo, the next Wolves <laughs> <rules> manager.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll put five bucks on that, bro. <laughs>
0: and above it is just Thomas Tuchel. So, you know. Wow. I guess that that makes sense, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's one that we. I think we have to keep an eye out. I think there's going to be, especially yeah. towards the end of the season, Amari really linked here, there, and everywhere. So um, until he he said that he's not interested, and he said that I'm I'm happy sporting in the last press conference. But, to the same
2: point, Matthias Nunes also did that in the last game that he played. He said it, to the flash interview, he's not interested in another club. He wants to
1: stay at Sporting. So.
0: Exactly. No. So and like Amrit's not gonna say actually yeah, I really want to go. Like he Yeah, what is he gonna that. say?
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I exactly I see that this is trending downwards and I'm just trying to jump ship because I feel like really. it's the right time. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely gonna say that. Yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, definitely a developing story, not wolves, but just just in general. Um but yeah, I think that's all we have time for today. Just a quick shout out to the the youth team in the youth league, beat Marseille, I believe yeah. six six nil. Yeah, so and Hattic the handball team, Uribeiro. qualifying
1: for the uh, group stage of the uh, European League.
0: Yeah, shout out to, to the, the actual winners today. Uh, unfortunately, Sporting, the main team, the football team, weren't one of them. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to the young kids and obviously the modalities who have, we've had quite a lot of success with, um, especially over the last few, few weeks and months. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, Thank you all for joining us. Um, If you want to follow us on Twitter, make sure to follow us on Sporting160EN. Same with TikTok, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to follow Chris on Twitter, you can follow him here. If you want to follow Daniel on Twitter, you can follow him here. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me here as well. But thank you all for watching. Hopefully, next episode, we'll be back in... A little bit more happy. Uh so next week is like we said Santa Clara, and then literally the Wednesday after is uh Marseille in the first 8 p.m. kickoff. All the rest have been 545 So different t- different time for, for anyone who might have been caught out. But, yeah, hopefully we'll either be after that game or maybe the day after. But yeah, thank you all for watching and peace. <laughs>